Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about mental margin. We don't have any. We just <laughs> complete silence. <laughs> mental margin gone. Um, yeah, mental margin is something we've talked about often, and it's really just leaving room and taking care of your processing power and what what happens when we don't have mental margin and what we're lacking when we're mental margin isn't robust and taken care of. And what is mental margin, Zach? What even is mental margin? You know, I think what we're mental humans, right? We have mind, we have physical, and then the spiritual. And I think for me, the mental energy level is the hardest for me to see when I'm depleting it. Mm -hmm. um, until it's gone. And when it's gone, I can't even form a sentence. Um, yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. When I have no yeah, mental energy left, it's like, yeah, hopefully you understand the words coming out of my mouth because I don't. Yeah, it's a bizarre thing, huh? It's like you can have a day where you weren't physically too active or whatnot, but whatever it is, it's like if you have a lot of big decisions, a lot of big conversations, you're just running from one thing to the next. And then it's like, almost like for me, at least that's probably different for everybody. I have a similar where it's like, my brain just starts like glitching. <laughs> I'm like, you know, in the worst of it, I get to that place too, where like my sentences don't even, um, come out correctly. Um, you know, on, interesting note, I think high anxiety does that to me as well. Like where yeah. it's almost like my, my brain just kind of overheats and I have trouble thinking clearly, um, and formulating thoughts. But so how do you recognize when you're starting to stretch that space too thin? For me, I have to like be conscious. Like you said, big decisions, the things like that. I have to be conscious of the amount of time I'm using my brain. Like, is this, mm -hmm. uh, because so I think all of us as leaders, we have certain tasks in our day. We have certain mm -hmm. leadership problems that are we're used to. They're normal and they don't take much mental energy. Yeah. Like there's some things in my world that if others were handling it, that would be the one item would be enough to like zap them for the whole day. But mm -hmm. I've been doing it enough where I don't even need to really engage my mind that much to handle that problem but yeah. when it's a new problem that drains me and so i think one of the one of the things that we need to consider when we're looking at our mental energy is how much of our day is dealing with a new problem mm, um, yeah and so i i have to like watch it a little more the more i'm trying to solve these new things because there's always new things popping up yeah. And we can't always plan for that, but I think there is some ability to be aware of what we do know coming into the week. I think it's hard. Some, some jobs are pretty demanding in this. We may be in a rhythm where we just have meeting after meeting, conversation after conversation. Um, there's probably in like the service industry, I think there's probably a different kind of mental drain where you're always faced with like people <laughs> that are <laughs> challenging and questioning and needing. Um, but like one thing I have started to recognize really helps me is to put margin where I can around things that are going to be, um, more taxing conversations or thought processes, um, giving my, so I'm not great at this just because sometimes you just, it's that pull to try to fit so much into the week to get the task list done. But I've realized when I give myself some time before and after when possible, it really helps me to almost have like a recovery moment 
instead of just pushing myself to the max and then recovering at the end of the day, which often can be really awful. And you come home and you're like, your brain wants to numb out. And like you have teenagers like me and you want to be present as they're telling you all the great things. And it's like, the saddest thing is when I get to that place where I literally, I'm not trying to not be present, but like my brain like is pushing back against me. <laughs> it's like, leave me alone. I refuse to engage. You, have you ever had that where you're like listening to somebody and like, you just can't help but check out like, that's the worst in my, my experience. Cause you don't want to be, I don't want to be that person. I want to be present, but my <laughs> brain's like, Nope, we're leaving. Yep. There's there's too much in there. There it's full, and I think yeah. you 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 said it. It's rec- often it's recognizing it before we get to that point, uh-huh. which takes practice. Yeah, um, I'm still not great at it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the that's the energy level I'm most unaware of until it's um, really depleting. It, but so it, it when I'm aware of it in advance, some things that have helped me is like writing down things that I have to do things Mm -hmm. that I need to get done instead of trying to hold them in my brain. Like that helps me with my mental margin. And when I can catch it early enough and I can think I can Mm -hmm. go through my list and go, what's for later? What's for now? What can I delegate and go through those three things? Because that really, um, for me, that gives me more mental margin Mm because a lot of times I'll get bogged down by the yeah all the problems all the things yeah exactly and i think um there's you can't you can't uh muscle your way out of that you can't just be stronger mentally i mean you can you can grow right in your capacity and your understanding of how you operate but like i say this because this is my personality and tendency is like i'm just going to push harder and i'm going to try to be better but what um that maintenance piece i think is really important of figuring out your rhythms and finding out being aware of when, what strains you and how, and seeing it coming at you that, you know, this day is going to be really straining so that you can do some things to maintenance yourself instead of just crashing at the end of the day. Some things I've done is, um, blocked out certain types of mental tasks, like, you know, thinking about house, home, family, personal problems, like, um, actually blocking out like Friday morning, I'm going to spend a couple hours working on these and like giving myself some quiet time and thinking about it instead of just having it um, swirling around all week. And same with like professional things, like actually blocking out thinking time has been helpful for me. And again, like being aware, like if I have meetings all day and then I have a meeting at night personally or professionally that I'm doing, I'm going to come home and I'm not going to be super, um, with it for my family. So whatever I can do to prepare them for that, um, helps it not be so jarring when something tips over your cart when you get home and they're like, can you make us dinner? And I'm like, yeah, I'll make you dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great piece of wisdom there, Crystal, in letting people know Mm -hmm. where often um, my, my biggest failures in the mental margin is not letting people know. And, And then I come across as uncaring, but I literally don't have the ability to even hear (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. like like and so i look like a jerk but in reality it's just that brain is full it is fried it um yeah i have nothing left and uh you know the importance of this any any of us with human relationships right that we care about 
I mean, the importance of recognizing our mental bandwidth is so big because Mm -hmm. uh, like you were just saying, when, when I'm not aware of it, my family gets the worst part of me. Yes. And it's just sad. It breaks my heart. But in the moment, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. um, Except recognizing, you know, hey, I need to see when it, it's getting me to that point because I don't want to get home and hear about my kid's day and uh, not be able to process it. And then them yeah. feeling like I don't, you know, care and, and wounding them. That would just be terrible or yeah. it is terrible. Yeah. The one uh, last night I had something like this happen where I had to, uh, it was a long day, but I had this text message I had to respond to. Um, someone had asked me something for the next day and I wanted to respond to it, but it felt like one of those Text messages are so hard. I hate text messages because you don't want to respond insensitively. Um, and I don't know why I'd rather do that than call them. I, like I'd rather die than call somebody for some reason. But so like I'm, my daughter's trying to talk to me and she's sharing this stuff about her day and I'm trying to write this text message and I, I can't focus on both. And finally I was just like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry. I have to write this text message or I'll forget. And I can't do it well. Cause I hate doing these things. So and I can pay attention to you in a minute, but she's a teenager. She's like, well, I don't need you anyway, but I felt pretty accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> by saying that she she's a little bit just jokey like that but um i think that was very helpful to me to take off the pressure of like i'm trying to be something that i can't do these both two things well but there's almost like this posturing where i feel like i need to be able to handle all this well so and it was vulnerable for me at least maybe for others it would be it was vulnerable to say hey i'm so sorry i cannot i need to do this and i don't want to make you feel bad but i want to yep. pay attention to you so um it felt good to be honest in that moment and just say here's what the expectation is yeah, that's great. And I, and kind of what, and you had mentioned this earlier, and then it's coming up there too, is like, this isn't something you can just push through. And mm-hmm. um, in athletics growing up, you learn to push through your limits physically, right? You, you're going beyond this. My body wants to quit. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to keep going, right? Then that mm-hmm. that's like drilled into you. And so I have try i tried for years to push through that same way with my mind mm-hmm. and it's just fruitless um yeah what happens to your body when you do that in my experience it hasn't been good for the long term no especially especially chris just to warn you you know you start crossing over 40 and it's even worse yeah. i mean it's just yeah. like <laughs> you got to listen to it uh, when <laughs> when when you're younger you can like recover mm-hmm. and, and so there's this sweet spot i mean really what you're saying there is like with our with our physical bodies, there's actually a sweet spot of stretch a little further mm-hmm. and be done and not this totally ignoring of it like I was taught. And so it's yeah. the same thing with our mind. It's like, okay, this stretching, great. Beyond mm-hmm. that, it's breaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, that's a good yeah. point. Like with our minds too, that's maybe reminds me of that tendency to numb. You know, like if yeah. we always give into that, which I know can really feel really tempting, especially when we're exhausted. But I, th- I think that is probably likened to physical activity too. If we don't find ways to stretch that and have healthy, healthy, healthy ways of recovery, then we're kind of uh, atrophy. That's what they say with your muscles, right? Our mind yeah. starts to atrophy to default to that kind of um, coping. Yeah, and it's why. Um... I'm not going to make up some percentage because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I know it's a high number. 67%. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to say, but I know go, that's we're it. We're going to go with 80 something. 80. Okay. You know, you got to go higher. Of course. No, it really is. It's in the 80 or higher percent of uh-huh. leaders 
with addiction issues. And mm. that's why you, I mean, we just talked about it. Yeah, It stretches your mind to such a degree that um, if we're not careful and we don't learn tactics, we can't, a lot of leaders, including myself, have struggled to turn that off in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And so instead it becomes alcohol or, or food or um, there's a bunch of different ways. Work. That, <laughs> work, work itself. More work. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't lead to a great place, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I can see it though. I mean, I, I, myself, I feel like there's such a temptation. I've never struggled with substance personally, but Mm -hmm. definitely like things that numb my mind, like Facebook and social media. Like, I hate to say that. I feel like such a, I don't know, millennial. I don't know. It just really, (laughs) I, I hate the fact that I have to admit this, but like, it is something I struggle with. I take the app off my phone and it's just like, it's almost like this, endorphin numbing that when I just scroll through and when it's not, I take Facebook off my phone, it's looking at Yahoo or articles on the internet, like about stupid stuff, like the bus system in Chicago. I don't care about that, but I'm just like reading about their whole thing. And, um, there's something about that, that feeds, feeds like a numbing in me. And I, I had to recognize, and I am recognizing and working through like that, that is an unhealthy uh, addiction to something that is numbing me from exhaustion. Um, or just stuff I don't want to deal with. Yeah. I do know and a lot, Zach, about transportation systems across the country, though. So there is in this I situation. I was going to say, you bonus. are an ex. Now I need to know if I'm mm-hmm. ticked off at the buses, I'll just be like, Crystal, what's yeah. the deal? I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's the stock market. Same thing. Yahoo Finance. Um, mm-hmm. I'll check it incessantly. It's not even yeah. like. I'm not worried about my own finances. I don't know. Yeah. It's a numbing thing. It, and well, and it seems innocent. Like it seems innocent, but when you spend like an hour and a half in a night doing that or whatever it is, like you start to say, right. okay, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Podcasts are that way for me as well. Um, and yeah. so keep listening to this podcast. So ignore me for this section. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. But um, I listen to about five hours of podcasts a day. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And it was recently where I was like, I'm sucking out all the quiet, all the mental, yeah. actual refilling things. And by the way, podcasts can be very filling for me, but yeah. there's a point at which it switches to numbing. Um, mm-hmm. And and what's funny is when I actually, t- okay, it's not funny. It's a frustration. What's frustrating to me is the numbing things are so easy for us to do, mm-hmm. right? They're so easy. They're so accessible. Um, They take no, I mean, they do take time, but like it doesn't take any time to enter into that numb, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The healthy things to actually refill our minds take effort. Yes. Well, that's why we do it. That's why we slip into the easy right. thing, right? But I hear what I hear you saying too when you're talking about the podcast or whatever that is. Um, like, again, podcasts aren't bad. You know, it's not doing things that are, filling your mind with stuff is not bad. But what I heard you say was the the missing part of that time to replenish, to truly um, quiet rest, letting your brain rest. Because even when you're intaking this um, junk food or podcasts, which aren't junk food, yeah. but um, you are using your mental energy for something that maybe is not the output, <laughs> but yeah. you're not letting your mind rest as well. That's an interesting topic. And I think everybody probably rests differently too yeah. with their mind. Yeah. Um, and 
by the way, another thing I've noticed with my mental margin, my mental energy, when I'm listening to podcasts and I can't remember what I just listened to, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm reading a book and I have no clue what I just read, oh, that's signs that I'm way over taxing yeah. Um, yeah. my brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, like, so you, that's recognizing where you're at, even when the numbing, you're not even taking it in, which I think that happens a lot when we scroll, like we're just scrolling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, I think this probably could be novel for some people and it's, it's novel for some and it takes practice for all of us. Like what is mental rest? We didn't prepare for this question. So whatever you answer is just what you just thought of in the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. but what, like, what, how do we know if we're, we're resting our mind mentally? Like, or how, what are the different ways that looks like for people? Mine, my mind roars back. Like mm. when I know that I'm hitting it all of a sudden, um, like for this podcast, we have a um, Excel spreadsheet, right? Where we're going over mm-hmm. ideas and stuff. And I went for a run and wrote, then wrote down six things, six ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, um, my, that's how I know when I'm hitting it is my mind starts roaring back. Now I got to watch it. Um, uh-huh. Where if I'm not careful, I can start diving into the work. And so what I've yeah. learned to is like write it down for later. But that's how I can tell like right. that my mind's getting rest is all of a sudden like creative blocks come down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And so for me, that's like yeah. exercising, time with my wife, uh, honestly, uh, doing work around the house that does not require my mind yeah. can be a restful thing. Like your body's moving, but your doesn't take mental focus. Yeah. Um, or things that are life giving. I heard some of those things sound like they might be life giving activities. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I know we've talked about this before, and like how with your you talk about your mind roars back, but then your mind itself can get out of control. So like letting your like mind just go wild is a is a a dynamic for you that you have to be aware of. And I was thinking yes. with me, I similar when I am doing something kind of mindless with my body activities, like our project, it helps my mind to think, but something I really find rest in is just letting my mind, um, just go because I feel like my mind's always spinning in the background. I'm always like compartmentalizing so I can get stuff done. And it really is refreshing to me just to let my mind spin a bit with the freedom mm-hmm. of like not having to accomplish anything, but letting it, it's almost like letting my, my inner voice talk and not telling it to shut yeah. up <laughs> and just letting it be what it is. Um, but I have to make space for that where I'm not then numbing myself when I get bored of myself, <laughs> I go find something to entertain or when I walk or run, I like music. Um, yeah. but I often music is distracting to me. I start thinking about mm-hmm. movies or start thinking about things, but and I like music because it's entertaining me, but I find a lot more refreshment if I just turn everything off and walk and let my mind just spin. So, yeah, yeah. no, that's good. And there's certain types of music for me. So I listen to music when I run. Um, and when I listen to like, well, personally, I just, I like NF. And so, but when I listen to that guy, my pace goes way too fast. Yes, yeah. you get pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I start exhausting myself. But worship music um, focuses me on God. And it, so mm-hmm. anytime I can get an extreme, this, this sounds weird now, and I haven't, we haven't processed what we're going to say, but anytime I can get extreme focus with my mind. Mm-hmm. So you said letting your mind wander is restful for you. For me, it's extreme focus. 
yeah is restful for me and so like that point of running where i'm exhausted and i have to really focus to get myself to that next point or i'm going to walk mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that is the most rejuvenating thing for my mind that's um, interesting yeah and and so yeah or um when I'm problem solving something that doesn't have to do with my leadership, that is restful. So like I have friends poloing me about their problems. That is restful for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not restful for me. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, I guess what we're both getting at is it requires a lot of experimenting. Yeah. And asking afterwards, how does that feel? Um, yeah. Was that energizing? What is, was it true rest? Yeah. Well, and I think one thing though, that I think might be universal is the measure of, are you achieving mental rest? And I think it, mm. it is being able to think clearly, um, which that can be affected by other things as too. But, um, and then like having creativity come back and creativity yeah. doesn't always mean like artistic, but like having where you feel like you can think through things and have new ideas. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. It seems like that may be a measure of mental health. Yeah. Yes. Well, and one of the, one of, um, I don't know why that sparked this in me, but one of my most creative ideas when I, we were working together that I brought to the team, I was hanging a mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything having to do with work. All of a sudden it hit me and I'm like, Oh, I got to write that down. And yeah. I wrote it down and I was all excited. And then I shared it with the team. And so like, again, I wouldn't have known that was me resting. Like that yeah. mirror needed to get hung. I was, you know, we had done a remodel on our house and I'm trying to finish yeah. something. So it sounds like um, your brain had space to, to then do something. Yeah. But yeah. But sitting down and going, I need to come up with a creative idea. Yeah. That's not going to help my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few things I want to make sure I share as I came to mind as we were doing this before we wrap this up. And one is, I think it really is helpful for anybody to find ways to, um, navigate and manage just the maintenance of life. Right. One thing that really helped my family and helped me, especially was we, st- we took a idea from my friend, Shauna, who's a coworker did a training on calendaring. And we got this big book that has like monthly calendars in it. And so we write out all of our stuff in this one physical book that the family stuff, that things that affect everybody and how that has helped me is I don't have to. And we say, do we have a cross country meet this week? Like we just open the book. I don't have to be managing that as the the mom and the house manager. Um, It's all in the book. And then we look at it once a week. And so that has taken off so much anxiety of what's going to happen this week. What do we need to manage? So that was um, one thing. And then the other thing I just completely forgot. So I must've lost my mental margin, but it'll come back to me in a minute, Zach. (laughs) Well, and and so I'll talk and give you space. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, please. Yeah. We do similar. And also adding um, what we're having each night Mm -hmm. for dinner, because that is the worst when, when you're mentally taxed and you're yeah. trying to figure out what to cook, like it's terrible. Nope, not not the good time for that. So hot um, dogs again. That's right. It's yeah. What do you have a camera in my house? Like, how do you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just have the type. You just have the the stereotypical hot dog person. Hot dog, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, right? <laughs> yeah, I love chicken nuggets actually. Um, <laughs> and and the the fake mashed potatoes from the cafeteria, one of my absolute favorite meals. 
Uh, we can't be friends anymore. I don't know. I understand. Just, I completely yeah. understand. Um, <laughs> the thing I was thinking about, I remember, thank you for that space, um, is that I think understanding mental pacing for different people too, like back to the leadership realm, like um, I, I found so much equity in um, doing projects with people and in meetings and making sure that we give space to bring ideas and to bring big thoughts and then giving space for them to think about it because mm-hmm. people think it different and have different mental paces and need margin outside of that moment when the idea comes up. And it has been so good in um, bringing the best of people to give that space, um, yeah. fo- either follow up with them later or bring an idea and say, Hey, Hey, we're just going to bring the idea and let's all think about it. It works with your family too. You know, instead of like trying to figure something out in one shot, um, giving everybody the time to, uh, process and find margin and at their own mental pace is really helpful. I think. Yeah, that's good. And what we are talking about is when you're a leader and you have a bunch of problems, right. And you're overtaxing your brain. I think another side of this is the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a leader and you're bored, that can be just as mentally taxing. And so as we're talking about these different ideas to give yourself more um, mental rest, mental rest for you, if you're a leader and bored, is going to be problem solving. It's going to be the other Mm -hmm. side of it. So just being aware of like the seasons we're in, because I have have seasons in my life as a leader. Um, In fact, I'm just exiting one that has been filled with boredom. Uh, Business has been going well. I'm not having a bunch of leadership problems. And Mm -hmm. it's funny, but that's just as mentally taxing for me. Um, Yeah. And so I've I've had to adjust my rest um, and do projects like this podcast. That makes sense, yeah. Where it's a restful thing for me. So being aware of where we are in our leadership journey is also important on the mental side. Yeah. And I think that goes, especially for people who don't see themselves as leaders yet as well. If you're Mm, finding that space where maybe you are ready for a challenge, maybe you are ready to pour into something new and create or to lead or whatnot. So, yeah. So with mental rest, be kind to yourself, Um, Mm -hmm. experiment, share, share what you're doing with a friend or a coach or a colleague and bounce ideas off of each other. And you're going to get a better idea of what mental rest for you looks like. And so fail forward in your mental rest this week. You got this. We appreciate you being with us today on the Human Size Podcast. Join us next week when Crystal and Zach talk about people-pleasing. This is an area of struggle for all of us to some degree. Crystal and Zach dig into it for us. Now go have a great week.